in the county with Trevor Anderson on Live 95. With Fitzgerald Skip Hire. Time to clear your garden, shed, spare room, attic or garage? Check out FitzgeraldSkipHire.ie or call 414-200. Now, joining me in studio this morning is Marguerite Quinn and Marguerite is part of the Irish team that will be competing at the World Blind Sport Games in Birmingham next month. Marguerite, thanks for coming in this morning. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning, everybody. Let's go back to 2016. You're watching a camogie match and your world is turned upside down. Turned upside down. Um, I don't remember much except from what people tell me, but I, I felt a bit slightly unwell in my tummy but I took notice of that I was still roaring at the referee which <laughs> meant that there was nothing really wrong with me <laughs> yeah. um, and then I just I, my friend said I kept saying I had a, an awful headache and my it was, my head was going to burst um, and it turns out that that meant that the aneurysm that was in my brain had already burst at that stage um, so luckily for me there was a lot of very um, good people on at the match um, who very quickly were able to assess me and realise that, okay, we need to move this person quickly. And again, being maybe near the hospital is, was a good thing for me. Um, got there. Um, I think I, I fairly lapsed into a coma fairly quickly. Um, survived the night. Ended up in Cork in the next the next evening. Um, was operated on maybe a week later. Um Three weeks in a nice long sleep, as my children say, are a coma, induced coma. Um, came back to Limerick and spent eight months in the stroke unit. Said they were dying to get rid of me, kick me out if they could. Um, came home and then got four months in Dunleary. So rehab is tough. <laughs> it's a lonely place, you know, but... Um, how did you learn everything? I mean, how much did you oh, have yeah, to relearn? Yeah, I didn't lose my speech. <laughs> much to the annoyance of a lot of my friends and family maybe um, but I had to relearn to walk relearn to most bodily functions I had to relearn that I had lost I had to get my swallow back um, uh, relearn how to use a knife and fork toilet train myself again um, so yeah I suppose relearn a good bit and as I said to you you can't see me but I do have a lovely black eye this morning because I hopped my head off the dressing table in the bedroom yesterday or the day before because my left side is weaker so my brain kind of doesn't mind the left side okay. So when I, and I don't have any peripheral vision so when I bent down to pick up my watch cut the corner of the dressing table and sporting a lovely black eye but that's nothing new I often had black eyes because I played a lot of camogie in my day um, which has helped with the tennis immensely Okay, we'll, we'll come to the tennis. So, like, sport was a huge part of your yes, life before it was, this. Yeah, it, was, it always was, has always been. Um, and then in my career, it was a big part because I was working with children. And I you were principal at um, St. Nessens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at the time this happened, I'd just been there a principal for a year, but had worked for 33 years there. So, I got to hopefully influence a lot of people, little children, in the right direction. But I do feel sport is is massive. It just teaches so many skills that are not in a book. I can see, I mean, I can see you across the table here, but that even makes me a bit too cocky. But if I walk through a door, I, I even though I know it's a door, I can still hop my shoulder off the jam of the door. Okay. Or if it's a glass door, or if the door is half open, I can't judge where I am in the space. So I could walk into a half open door. 
So I've just got to be on my guard the whole time, walking the streets of Limerick. Um, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of O'Connell Street until I get to know it, but, you know... The, the new layout, you mean? Yes, yes okay. Because I would have known it yes. up to that, you know. I mean, I can get around the shopping centre because I knew the shopping centre so much beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the dustbin or the benches or, you know, the bicycle racks or whatever. It's those things that catch you. Okay, let's talk about visually impaired tennis. When you found out about it, how did you find out about it? And, and yeah, I suppose as I when I came home from Dunleary, I was back walking at that stage, and I knew I that was something that gave me a buzz. And it was hard to find something at the time because I knew I was heading to have early retirement, and I wasn't ready for that. <coughs> and like everything else, it's like I'm like a child when something was taken from my. I didn't like it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so I kept getting in contact with NCBI, Vision Sports, kept sending off emails, leaving messages. And then um, I saw that there was a, a, a taste today in Killaloo because there's a coach there who got interested in, a tennis coach got interested in visually impaired tennis while at a conference and wanted to set it up wherever he could. So I went to the taste today and it was, uh, that was it. I knew straight away, straight away. Like those light bulb moments, and and as I say, there's a huge crossover between hurling and and the tennis because you have the hand to eye coordination. And uh, what's the difference between visually impaired tennis and what we're seeing at Wimbledon at the moment? <coughs> well, they're fully sighted. Um, for us, we play the same court. It's slightly shorter, but the court that you see them playing on—that's the court I play on. Yeah. Um, we maybe sometimes play shorter games. We maybe have only four games in a set rather than six. Um, but the recent All-Ireland final that I played was an hour and a half long, so it's long enough. <laughs> uh, and is it the second bounce? Like there's I am allowed the, two, bounces. two bounces, that's yeah. the difference. So depending on your sight ability, um, the different categories are different bounces. So B1 players are totally blind. So they they would serve from service box to service box. Now, they don't get into too many rallies, as you can imagine. But the ball has a bell in it, so we can hear it when it bounces. Okay. Or when when you hit it, I can hear it. Um, this is a bigger ball than A, a little normal. bigger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as big as an indoor football, but bigger than a tennis ball. Um, I suppose I, I'm still fascinating at how the B1 players, the blind players play, because I have memories. So I live off a lot of memory, you know, even when I travel to an airport. Now, I know the steps to follow. Um, and the same way as I say in the shopping centre, I I could direct you probably to the door of each shop because I know it so well. But these people obviously have had haven't had sight, so they don't have those memories. So their serves are like bullets; they serve it so hard to, to, to end the point. To, to end yes. the point straight away. So there, whereas we get into quite serious rallies, you know, we're into the strategic side of it and shoving them out to the sides and. Then doing your your slice or your drop shot or so um, our game is very similar to sighted tennis. You know, uh, how do you qualify for world games? Then how do you um, go from that to f- that level? Well, I, winning the Irish Championship was a help. Um, last year I went to Poland, which is my first international tournament, and became and came third. Um, I got a bronze medal there. So all those things add up, I suppose, on what you've done. And there, you're being watched by the Tennis Ireland and Vision Sports Ireland have a, have a selection committee, and you get picked on the team. Then, and 
you know, it's 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 the same as any sport, and it's a lot of training I, on your own because we meet up and again. We're in Belfast, as I said, next weekend for a squad session. I don't think they understand what that means to me, but I have to go. You know, that's they're the sacrifices you make. I would much prefer to be going to Croke Park, but I'm going to Belfast. And well, you've a World Games to prepare for now, <laughs> yeah. so you've. I got did say to my coach, I said, I don't care. I'm leaving the headphones in while I'm training. Okay, <laughs> I cannot wait till halftime to know the score. Marguerite, what's your expectation from the games then, in terms oh, of your own performance? My own performance is, I suppose, every day I would say to myself, Yeah, you're going to be world champion. That's my ultimate goal. So for that, then. The, the initial goal is I've got to win my three round robin games okay. and I've got to get to a final I can't win the, the final unless I'm in it um, so yeah mentally you're preparing yourself for that I don't know these players at all um, maybe I might get to see a little bit in their round robin games but I think maybe I, I mightn't I might just wait and see um, but because our game is very short because we're only having four games in each set it doesn't give you time to get to know their their style. Sure, yes, I understand. Um, and, and because I don't really see her, I see a blob maybe moving, you know, so I can't really judge, has she dropped her shoulder, is she going to hit it this way, that way? So, um, yeah, I suppose it's beyond the attack from first ball. That's it, you know. Okay, we're speaking of tennis. Uh, Alcaraz. And Djokovic. Yes. Alcaraz seems to be a guy who has it all. Yeah, uh, they, they, yeah. I, and you know, and you can see again, it's all about personalities, isn't it? You know, and and uh, I suppose I know they've been saying this for years that tennis lost all those personalities, personalities from the eighties. You know, when it. I was growing up, like you had the names, you could list them off. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I don't have the names. You know, um, and even now, when you see them doing the commenting, the minute you'd see them, you have the name. You know, but. Um, but again, it just wasn't in my radar growing up, you know, and that was it. It just wasn't the tennis. I played GA and that was it, you know, and I went as far as I could with that, you know. Um, but, and that's, I suppose, what I would try to get across to people. Any sport you play can is transferable. And I found it hugely, not even the skill side of it, but the actual, the psychological side of it and the sports side of it, the strategy side, you know, I and, and being able to come back from... Losing a point, being able to say, okay, well, I played full back, so it was always the next litter is the next litter, you know. Cause is, is it a harder individual sports? <coughs> I mean, you know, say you're playing camogie and you're not at your best, but there's yeah, someone there I, to I, give you a dig out. I, there isn't in tennis. I didn't know about that until I stood on the court in Poland and I'm at the end of the court waiting for her to serve to me and I look around and there's no cornerback and there's no goalie <laughs> behind me. There's nobody. Yes, it is harder. I, I find it harder. Um, but it also probably makes you focus more and then you've no one else to blame on yourself, which maybe is a better, better, you know. Um, yeah, it's different. It's very different. Okay. Um, you have a GoFundMe to raise funds for sending a team to games. Costs a lot yes, of money and there is a GoFundMe and it's doing quite well. Yeah, we're doing great. Um, thanks to everybody who's donated already. But if you'd like to donate something, please do. Um it's um it's you'll find it under visually impaired Go Irish blind and visually blind, impaired, visually impaired tennis team, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll find it there. And recently I had a great coffee morning in my local parish and I thanked the GA for the use of the hall and all the people who came. It was a really sociable morning and it was great. And again, it's trying to get out to people that whatever happens to you in life, there's something to do. But you have to get up and do it. I mean, I I'm in the gym in Woodlands twice a week. 
uh, I have a, a shed at the back of the garden that's full of gym equipment and a, a lot of the time I'm walking the roads, you know. <laughs> People sometimes say, we're afraid to blow the horn at you in case you fall off the, the footpath, you know. Because I have the white stick, so um, people, I think, know me at this stage now and kind of know. <laughs> you, um, you strike me as someone that's very competitive, and this has very, been a huge. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. And say that nicely you. now, yeah, I'm very competitive. I am, but it has helped me, I think, in to- my whole rehab. Because there was always, if I did something, I always said, well, maybe I can, if I walked one step, well, okay, maybe tomorrow I'll do two steps, you know, relearning to walk, or yeah. if I had, I do walk on sticks and. I'd say, can I try one? And he'd say, no, Marguerite. Or I said, I keep my hand on the wall. One stick, one wall, you know. So I always pushing yourself. So I don't know. That That's a good thing, I think, you know. In the County with Trevor Anderson on Live 95. With Fitzgerald Skiphire. Time to clear your garden, shed, spare room, attic or garage? Check out FitzgeraldSkiphire.ie or call 414 200.